What up? Here we go once again back with you guys. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be rocking with you. Another great week. Another slate of games. Can't wait to dive in to everything that's going to be happening this upcoming weekend with the Big Ten Football Conference. Uh, Of course, as always, this is your host, Tyler Fessler. We are uh, the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. And we are with the Woos Media family of podcasts. So happy to be rocking with you guys. And uh, a lot of good games to look forward to. As, as I'm kind of studying these uh, these games going forward, I think there's a lot of uh, surprises that might take place. I think there's going to be a lot of... I think a lot of people are going to be shocked, uh, honestly. I think a lot of people are, are going to be uh, locking into the Big Ten coming up, especially because it seems as though the Big Ten and the SEC are separating even more with losses, uh, you know, Clemson's loss over the weekend, and, uh, you know, Ohio State and, and Michigan kind of be the bell cows right now of the Big Ten. Uh, and we're going to be getting into the new college football playoff rankings just because uh, – you know that that's such a big topic of discussion going forward, and kind of where the committee's at. I, I like to see it as kind of a brief preview for the committee. So we'll kind of be going into that, and then we'll be doing our betting preview. Uh, we need to get back on track. Two losing weeks in a row. We got back on track. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had one losing week winning week and then two losing weeks i believe is how it's gone if i remember correctly we need to get back on track last week we did well uh we're still at 56 percent, so we're still kind of fighting above our weight class we want to stay above that 50 percent mark uh we're betting every single game we give out picks every single game we're doing it for you guys the fans seem to be like it uh you guys like it so um, here we go. We're going to jump into the rankings. We're going to start off with the rankings, and we can get into that bidding podcast in just a minute. Uh, first off, a lot of people uh, had actually written to me. Uh, a lot of them were talking. Uh, uh, Mark wrote in. Uh, TJ wrote in. Uh, and my guy Rich wrote in. Uh, another guy named, uh, oh, shoot, what was his name? He had a really interesting name. Xander. Xander right here, uh, X-A-N-D-E-R, Xander. Uh, I hope I'm spelling that right. A bunch of people, basically the same question. Why do I hate ranking so much? After I kind of picked apart last episode, had four or five people reach out, you know, why, why do you hate it? What, you know, what's wrong with rankings? And I've went on this rant a lot, and so I'm not going to spend a lot of time. But I will always say that as we're going to go into rankings, I want you guys to keep in mind, keep in the back of your head, they're taking a giant set of data. I mean, I, I, I love math. I love statistics. I've been into that my entire life. So when you take an entire gr- data set, right, and you boil it down to one point, very, very hard for me to get behind it because each individual point has so much nuance. You look at, like, even that Alabama loss to Tennessee, they missed a field goal. Tennessee, you know, one pass makes it, hits up, you know, 45 plus yard field goal at home was at home was at night what what was the humidity level what was the moon level i mean so many things go into it that just make you kind of scratch your head and so it it gets boiled down now now it gets boiled down to wins and losses i understand that each game each you know 60 minutes nuance with within it but not all wins are created equal not all losses are created equal 
but that's what the committee goes off of. And I don't mean to be rude to, to older generations, but they're used to this. I think the younger generation, I think we understand that we've got to update. We need to push the boundaries. We need to, uh, we need to get better. We need to make these better rankings. College football is imperfect. Very true. And that's what makes it great. I love the, in, the imperfections of college football. Believe me, I do. But it doesn't mean that we can't tweak things. It doesn't mean that you know we had to take the human element and just go straight robots. I don't think that's the part. Because I think there's analytics, and I think, honestly, there's manalytics. There's, there's honestly, a guy can, can choose to do different things. I don't like it. I think it boils it down. It's way too simple. I like tiers. That's why we do the tiers on uh, on the podcast. Uh, we're actually going to be doing our anger tiers coming out on Monday. How angry should these fan bases be on a scale uh, of 1 to 10? Maybe we'll do something funny on a scale from you know 1 to Guy Fieri. I don't know. You guys get it. But I don't like rankings. So if you guys haven't gone back and listened to it, I ran about rankings. It's one of the, the annoyances I have. Doesn't matter, but we're gonna get we're gonna get going with it. The new uh, college football rankings came out. Uh, the top six will just roll out real quick: one Georgia, two Ohio State, three Michigan, four TCU, five Tennessee, six Oregon. That's the top six. It's kind of who the committee's looking at, right? Uh, the four would get in if it ended today. It would be the four. Uh, Georgia would play TCU. Ohio State's going to play Michigan. That's silly. I don't even know why they'd put it there because you're going to either have to th- those two wouldn't play each other. Again. Again, I, I, I can't imagine a world where they, we get a rematch again. I mean, you know, essentially a game later for one of them, uh, the next game for the other. Doesn't make sense. Uh, you would have to put TCU, uh, you know, above and move Michigan down or TCU up to two and move Ohio State. I mean, you would have to move it around where you got, you know, Michigan playing Georgia and Ohio State playing TCU or, or, or vice versa. Uh, but then Tennessee and Oregon sitting at five and six, obviously, you know, with the Tennessee loss to Georgia, they're kind of punishing them. They're rewarding TCU, at unde- you know, being undefeated, which, you know, I can kind of give behind uh, if you are undefeated. Big 12 is not super, super tight. Uh, when you look at the rest of the top 10, I mean, it's, I, I, I kind of kind of came down on hard on LSU, they did beat Alabama. Alabama in the, in recent years are not is not good on the road, so I don't think we should put too much stock in it. Uh, LSU still has a, a couple games left. I don't think they beat Georgia in the in the SEC title game, so they're going to drop out. The one kind of uh, renegade, if you if you want to talk about it, is Ole Miss. If Ole Miss beats Bama, uh, you know they're they're only at one loss, and I believe that loss is to LSU, if I remember correctly, uh, just off the top of my head. Not don't not, don't get too uh, involved in, in SEC football, but um, the rest of the Big Ten, we've got Penn State at 14, sitting right behind Utah, uh, which is which is semi-interesting. Just looking at Penn State's losses versus uh, you know Utah's losses, uh, you know. Uh, Utah losing to Florida, Utah losing to UCLA, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. I mean, what more do you want uh, want from Penn State? But hey, uh, they have them at fourteen. And then uh, they have Illinois all the way down at 21. I believe they were 15th last week, so they kind of took a tumble, uh, an ugly tumble, and I don't like to see that. Uh, I I think it's silly. I still kind of think it's silly that Kansas State is above them. There's some other teams um, above them that I think Illinois would be better than. But they they are in at 21, so I'm I'm happy for that. You guys know how much I love uh, that. So... 
you know, as the season rolls out, you know, you look at the, the remaining schedules. I think Ohio State and Michigan are on an absolute collision course. I think it's going to be one of the greatest games, right? The game. Uh, the One of the greatest college football games uh, this season could be in the last decade. I think it's going to be a phenomenal uh expose of football uh, in Columbus. I, I mean, you know, in the shoe, I think it's going to be great. I think the atmosphere is going to be electric. Can't wait to watch it. And for the first time uh, in, I believe, three years, I'm actually going to be home for it. Normally during that time, you know, last week of the season, I'm, I'm traveling for Thanksgiving, you know, my parents' home or at my, my in-laws' house. Happy, I want to be home at my house, be able to really, you know, break down um, each individual play and stuff. Uh, you're looking at Penn State. I think that Penn State could easily win out. You're looking, hopefully, to get into New Year's Six-Day Bowl. I think Penn State, uh, USC or UCLA would be so much fun uh, if we got some kind of a matchup there. Even Penn State-Clemson. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, and then Illinois. I, I mean, Illinois will get Michigan again. They will get Michigan, so I think they will lose uh, that game to Michigan. But uh, definitely a renegade kind of down towards the bottom of, of the college football playoff. Maybe they can, uh, you know, if, if they lose to Michigan and then they get Michigan again, hard to beat a team twice in a year. Not speculating, not making any predictions, just stating the facts. So uh, kind of interesting. Wanted to go over it. We'll probably be doing that just to keep an eye on what the committee, what the, as, as the committee's kind of going through these things. Uh, what, what We're going to get a little brief glimpse into inside of the committee. Uh, I really hope they expand this this playoff. Uh, for a long time, I was on the side of, of keep it at the same teams. Uh, right now, I think the expansion is definitely necessary uh, with with some of these teams and, and where they have them ranked. So excited to watch uh, kind of how that rolls out. So let's jump into the betting uh, podcast. As always, uh, we like to, to kind of preface it with if you know anybody, first off, that, that has a gambling addiction or you yourself has a gambling addiction, please seek help. Please help them. Reach out to them. Let them know that they're not alone. Uh, there's plenty of resources across every single state that, that, that where it's legal to sports gamble. Uh, you know, keep that in mind as, as we're placing these bets. Uh, I always want to kind of PSA to that. Uh, second thing is we always give out two individual bets, right? Where uh, I'm not really into parlays. I'm not really into that. I like just betting the spread. That would, That's my form of betting. But a lot of people like to bet the money line as well. Go in. Hey, I think, you know, Illinois is going to win. Walk out of it. You might not be winning a million bucks, but, you know, it's an honest day's work, right? Uh, so we're going to be giving out two votes uh, or two uh, picks, right? We always do. We're going to give you the score that we think is going to happen. Uh, we're going to give you the uh, the 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 spread. What side are we going to be on? Why are we on that side? And then, of course, who we think is going to be the outright winner. Uh, and then we we kind of tally those up. So, like I said, we've picked outright winners for eighty one percent. We've only lost fourteen games for the entire season. Feeling really good about that, considering there's been like 140-something games, basically. Maybe not quite that much. But there's been a lot, a lot of games uh, played so far. So we're feeling pretty good about that. And then you look at, you know, the, the spread and everything. I'm really interested to see... Uh, you know, if we can we can get back on top. We've had really, really good weeks, and we've had some down weeks. Last week was a really close week. Could have went either way. Uh, every team right now is, is, is kind of in play. So here we go. We're going to be starting off first game out of the gate, uh, first game up, and I cannot wait to watch this. This is probably, uh, if you would have told me this, Last week, I would have said the most anticipated game uh, right now of, of of the season, as I can as as far as I can remember, is Purdue taking on Illinois. Uh, Purdue and Illinois both coming off of losses where both teams played 
a little bit uh, not not up to snuff. I mean, I guess we can we can say that Purdue losing to Michigan State. I mean, I thought that was just an absolute or Purdue Illinois losing to Michigan State. I thought that was just just weird. It was a weird game. I felt like uh, Illinois. Uh, you know, when when they needed to show up and just take care of business, they didn't. I thought they their head was kind of uh, looking around the corner at that uh, at this week's game against Purdue. Uh, they've got to win this game. If they win this game, they're going to seal their side of the conference. I do believe they're going to get that that Big Ten title berth, which is going to be phenomenal for the school, phenomenal for Brett Bielema. They've got them pointed in the right direction. Uh, one of the big factors, I think, right now is 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 weather uh, across the Big Ten, right? And when it gets gnarly, when it gets cold, it gets windy, uh, especially in the in in the Midwest and up where you know around the Great Lakes and everything. Uh, that's going to be a big factor. And, and looking at the weather forecast, it looks like they are having quite a bit of wind. It's going to be super cold. It will be sunny uh, in Illinois. Uh, so I, I think that it's going to come down uh, with, with wind and everything and, 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 and all of the factors together. I think it's going to be coming down to who can run the ball. Uh, I think they're seeing gusts of up to 15 miles an hour, which is pretty pretty crazy. Uh, considering that uh, Purdue is a really pass-heavy offense, uh, I think that the Illinois secondary will, will take a few, uh, you know, be aggressive. They're going to force some turnovers. I think the wind's going to be a factor. I think that Illinois is going to control the ground game. Uh, that's kind of their bread and butter, and I think that's where they, they win. Uh, right now in the last 10 games, uh, you know, so far this season, uh, they've covered, you know, they're 6-3 and three on the spread. Illinois hasn't failed us uh, too much this season. Obviously, last week it was. Uh, you're only getting it 6.5 points in favor of Illinois. I think Illinois covers this game. I think it's going to be 28 to 17. I think they get that cover. I think they uh, they kind of put it to bed. I think that Brett Bielema knows that his team under underachieved last week, and I think he gets them back on top. As for Purdue, uh, really hard to predict this year. They're kind of spiraling. Uh, it feels like they're in every single game, but uh, a game where you know you you lost Wisconsin and you had two weeks to prepare for Iowa and you only put up three points against that, uh, you know, or and you allowed 24 points against that. Offense. It's just unacceptable. Uh, you know, I, I, I understand a lot of different factors are at play, but you have to win coming off of a bye. They were unable to. And so I'm just kind of out on the Boilermakers. Uh, ever since that Wisconsin game, I thought it was really telling. I thought they had a lot of momentum going into that game, having, you know, won four straight. Uh, and especially, you know, last play of the game against Syracuse. Uh, they were really rolling. They lose that game. It, it's getting ugly. Uh, it kind of feels like this is kind of their trajectory. I don't see them winning this game I think Illinois claims it like I said a uh, score of 28 to 17. The next game up that we have is Michigan State taking on Rutgers. Uh, this is is probably the most difficult game to predict, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, both teams are sitting at four and five. Uh, Rutgers obviously has a, a lot more difficult way out uh, if you're just looking at, at the schedule sake. So Rutgers last last uh, Three games you got Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland. You're trying to get to to six wins. You're Greg Schiano. Uh, you're on the road against Sparty. This is a very very difficult game, but this is a game that Rutgers is definitely capable of winning. 
both teams need this. I, I've been saying it about Sparty. They had to beat Illinois last week. If they don't, they're on the outside looking in. I don't know if they get to a bowl game. They have to win this game. Um, they cannot drop this game because if they do, they're going to have to play perfect against Indiana. Uh, hopefully, you know, get a win, pull a win out there, uh, and then you're going to have to play Penn State. So you'd be sitting around six and six. Keep in mind, uh, I do think that Sparty has a little bit more talent on that side. I, I personally think Greg Schiano uh, can get his players up for this game. The The line opened at 12. It's gone down to 10. I think that's the right side. But I think Sparty is going to win this game. I think uh, Michigan State's definitely underachieving. Uh, you look at their losses. Washington Decent team, Minnesota, decent, Maryland, decent, Ohio State, really good, Michigan, really good. Um, so they're, they're not able to compete with the top tier, but right now they're, you know, they're able to pick up a win against Illinois, uh, against Wisconsin, Akron, Western Michigan. So I think this is one of those teams that I think Michigan State is going to beat them. They're going to be at home. Uh, and so I want to be taking Michigan State to win the game. I think it's going to be close, 24-21. I think Rutgers is going to play their absolute hearts out to see if they can get that win. Because if they go to uh, what 5-5, five and five, now you're just splitting. You're hoping you can be one or the other. And in a one-off game, that's a very dangerous team to be at. Right now, this is a one-off game. Uh, if you're Sparty, all of the pressure on you. I don't think they cover that big of a number. Uh, and I think Rutgers keeps it close. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this game plays out. The next game up, we've got Ohio State taking on Indiana. Indiana's not a team that we've touched on uh, in a little bit. Uh, not not real interesting, really, since the Western Kentucky game. I mean, they've covered on, on some of the, the games Obviously, making it close against uh, you know Maryland and everything. As I look at uh, Indiana, I think they're they're really good at beating up bad teams. I do like Tom Allen. I, I hope he doesn't lose his job. I, you know, I don't know if he's hot seat or anything. I don't hear anything, uh, but I I do like Indiana, and it's unfortunate that they they're going to go to the shoe, uh, and I think they're going to get rolled. I think after that embarrassment that was allowing, you know, only scoring 21 points against Northwestern, I think you definitely don't want to be, you know, in that locker room right now. Uh, however, I think Indiana is going to be able to score points. They, they've been able to score points this year. Uh, right now, the line's all the way up. I believe it's at 40 and a half. Yeah, 40 and a half. Um, you know, started at 31. Now it's at 40 and a half. This team can at least put up, a you know, 14 points. They did against Penn State a couple touchdowns. And really, I, I think that Ohio State blows them out. I just don't think they cover that big of a number. Uh, I want to say 48 to 10. Uh, I think that uh, that 40 and a half is, is the Indiana side's the right side to be on. Uh, and the number keeps on increasing. So, I mean, I guess you can keep on, on betting that Indiana side. Uh, if it starts to come down, then you're going to kind of know where, where Vegas is at. Uh, not a ton of bets placed on this game. I think a lot of people are kind of bored, uh, you know, watching Ohio State you know, allegedly going to absolutely trounce them like I was on with the Northwestern game. But I think there's a lot of factors going into it. I think Indiana will be all right. I think they cover the number. I don't think they win the game, though. Uh, like I said, 48-10. to 10. The next game up that we have is a, I think it's kind of a budding rivalry. Uh, I know we, since uh, Maryland moved into the Big Ten, uh, them and Penn State have kind of, uh, you know, kind of 
establish this close in proximity and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, Maryland losing last year, beating them in 2020, uh, losing in in 2019 and in 2018 as well. So Penn State has gotten the best, the better of them. But this is definitely a newly, you know, a new invented Maryland Terrapins team. This is a really good team. Last week was interesting, though, seeing them lose and in the way they lost. Uh the the point started off at 11 and a half and it's came down the numbers came down a little bit and i wouldn't be surprised if this number came down around you know the seven and a half mark uh i do think the right side though is penn state right now it's plus 10 i would take penn state plus 10 uh i, I just maryland just seems like they're running out of gas and you look at the teams that they've lost to they've lost to michigan they've lost to purdue uh and they lost to wisconsin so a couple of like head scratchers um you know obviously lost purdue lost to, to lost to wisconsin they lost to Michigan. They did play Michigan tough, but I just don't think going to, you know, Happy Valley, um, going to Penn State and, and expecting to get a win, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, last year, Penn State beat them 14-31. to 31. Uh, You know, in 2019, Penn State was able to get the better of them 59-0. Uh, they did lose to them in, in 2020. It was 35-19. to 19, uh, Maryland won, but... 2020 weird year. I think it's going to be, I, I, I think that uh, Penn State's going to cover the number. I think it's going to be close to that number. I'd say 31 to 20 uh, would be my guess. I think uh, Penn State's just a little bit better. I think the defense is gelling a lot better. I think their offense is getting a little bit more into a rhythm. Uh, really, Penn State on the way out, you know, the rest of the season, uh, they've got Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan State. I think they win out. Like I said, I think 10-2 and two is very viable, uh, but I think they cover that, that number. And the next game up, if it wasn't for the... Uh, <laughs> the India, uh, Illinois, uh, Purdue game. This would be my favorite game of the week. And that is Wisconsin against uh, Iowa. Now, I have said I'm tired of talking about Iowa, and I really am. They're a boring football team, but this game uh, is classic Big Ten. I don't think that it's going to be uh, a super high-scoring game. I think it's going to be very defense. I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense, but I do think that Wisconsin offense is just a slightly better version of Iowa's offense. Now it is being played in Iowa. You you do need to keep that in mind. It is in Iowa City, uh, but I think that uh, the Badgers go on the road. I think they pick up the win. The Badgers kind of have been humming lately uh, since the loss that 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 uh, double overtime loss to to Michigan State. Seems like they might be back more on on the right track. And and honestly, they could win out and and be what eight and four. Uh, for the season and, and you can like I said you can kind of talk yourself into a good season I think Wisconsin beats them uh, I don't think I think it's going to be close uh, I would say 17 to 14 right now the the line's only one and a half to Wisconsin so it's basically a pick em. Uh I would be on on that Wisconsin side uh, final two games. We've got Michigan taking on Nebraska. This is a 130 game. It is on ABC. Uh, the, the points have climbed all the way up to 29 and a half, and that's about as high as I would go. I do think Michigan is going to win this game. Michigan's pretty good at covering big, big numbers. Uh, they are, uh, you know, I think Michigan is, is rolling. I think they're the most consistent. Them and Georgia are the most consistent. It's at home. Uh, Michigan in the afternoon. I, I just think everything is kind of pointing 
pointing uh, to the fact that Michigan wins. Uh, I would say Michigan 41, uh, Nebraska 10. I don't think it's going to be competitive. I think Michigan puts them away in the first half. Uh, they might get a couple garbage time time points. Uh, I do think that it's going to be close on the cover, but I would tend to lean Michigan to, to cover that number at home against Nebraska. And then the final game, like I said, didn't really want to, you know, I kind of vowed not to really talk about Northwestern uh, much just due to the fact that they keep on, when I bet against them, they, they cover it. When I bet for them, they don't. Uh, they're taking on Minnesota this weekend. A couple of factors uh, are at play. Obviously, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's going to be windy, uh, very, very cold, very tough environment. Uh, if that wind's swirling, it, it makes it difficult to get the ball down the field for Tanner, Tanner Morgan and his receivers. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what people are expecting right now. Um, I would say 27-14 for Minnesota. Uh, right now, it's at 17 and a half. I think uh, Northwestern covers that number. Uh, just what I saw, the the conditions of what it was last week, I find it going to be very, maybe not quite as as windy uh, in Minnesota than in, as as it was, uh, you know, at, at Northwestern a week ago. But they are capable. I think it's a little bit too much uh, points to, to lay on on, uh, on them to do it. Uh, Minnesota does have a great ground game. Uh, West Con- or Northwestern's strength is in their defense. I just don't think that they get it. Like I said, uh, 27-14 it would be my guess. So uh, this has been another you know betting preview, if you want to call it that. That's kind of what we've been been rolling with uh, for uh, for us here at the Big Ten uh, Football Focus Podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. Continue to submit your questions. I know we kind of ranted on rankings. We'll continue to rant on ranking. Rankings suck. Uh, and we're going to continue to churn out these picks. Continue to, to, keep, to provide you the, the most insight into the Big Ten uh, Conference. We're hoping uh, for a great offseason. Got some really fun things planned. Continue to support the channel. Follow us at Big Ten Pods. Submit those questions. Let us know uh, what we can be doing. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Do what you should got to do to be notified when we're, we're releasing these podcasts. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you on Monday.